A child is born, and in the face of almost certain death, that child's parents make what I imagine has to be one of the hardest decisions they ever have to make. They send that baby out in hopes of a new life, a new chance. Thankfully, he is found and taken in by adoptive parents. But as that child grows up, he becomes confused about his identity. The people around him don't seem like him. Something deep in his soul aches for a life he doesn't know. His adoptive parents, who know his real identity, try their best to keep him in the dark about who he really is. They don't think the world is ready for the truth to come out. Eventually, his crisis of identity becomes too much to hold back, and something has to give. Eventually, his true identity is revealed. This story, I hope, sounds familiar to you. I'm, of course, talking about Superman. <laughs> yes, Superman, the classic hero. But maybe I'm talking about Moses, too. Because the origin story for Moses and the origin story for Superman are strikingly similar. As our reading from Exodus says this morning, a time comes in Egypt where Joseph is no longer known. We've spent the past couple of weeks learning the story of Joseph and how he saves Egypt from a great famine. And yet, Joseph's saving deeds and his Israelite identity are forgotten by those in power. And so the Israelites find themselves in a state of oppression at the hand of the Egyptians. A king rises in Egypt who makes a decree to kill all the male infants of the Israelites in an effort to erase the Israelite identity. It is from this terrible situation that Moses' mother makes the gut-wrenching choice to put him into a basket and float him away. Strangely enough, it is Pharaoh's own daughter that pulls the baby Moses out of the water and adopts him. She knows this child is one of the Hebrew children facing persecution at the hand of her father, and yet she still takes pity. Pharaoh's daughter arranges for Moses to be raised as her own, all of which sets up the crisis of Moses' identity. He is an elite royal Egyptian in his presentation, but he has become part of this Egyptian system of oppression. And unbeknownst to him, he oppresses his own people. Moses knows deep down that the oppression of the Israelites at the hand of the Egyptians is horrendous. And one day he witnesses an Egyptian beating an Israelite. And in a fit of rage, he strikes the Egyptian, killing him. Moses then flees for fear of retribution. And thus Moses starts his journey to figuring out his true identity. Just for a bit of comparison, Superman is born on the planet Krypton and given the name Kal-El. Krypton is in danger of imminent collapse, so Kal-El's parents send him away in a spaceship in hopes of a better life. The ship lands on Earth and Kal-El is discovered by the Kents, who take him into their home as their son and name him Clark. 
Now, the origin story shifts depending a bit on which iteration of Superman we're talking about. But in the Man of Steel movie version with Henry Cavill, Clark Kent goes on a quest to find his true identity after a, faithful, or a fateful death of a close loved one. As his identity is discovered, a path to his true power opens up. It's not hard to see the story of Moses in Superman's origin. You can imagine the power of Moses' story must have had for Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster, the creators of Superman, both children of Jewish immigrants in the United States. Moses' origin story is really a story about identity. Moses' confusion around his own identity and his journey to discover it gives way to the true power that Moses holds in the end. In their attempts to create a story and a character that had real gravitas to it, it doesn't surprise me at all that, the Se at, that Siegel and Schuster go right to the biblical witness. I think one of the reasons that superhero movies have dominated the box office for the past decade is that they showcase the cosmic battle of good and evil. And where better to source that cosmic battle than some of the great stories of the Bible? These movies showcase good and evil in an almost black and white sense. Good will conquer evil. Yes, evil may win a few battles, but good prevails in the end. And that's a good story. You can leave the movie theater after two hours and feel better about that. And in the same vein, that's what we want from our Bible stories, too. We want to know that God's got it in the end. We might be in a bad spot now, but God will pull us through. And God will. But the truth is a little more gray than we might like to believe. Life doesn't always give us a quick resolution. I think the real reason stories like the story of Moses are still so relatable, so full of truth, is that it shows us the power of action. It shows us the power of showing up. The origin story of Moses is only possible because people act. People act in the face of real moral questions. Moses' mother doesn't wait for Superman to save the day. She acts. The midwives don't hesitate to stand up to Pharaoh and refuse to participate in the terrible act that he's asked of them. Their inaction itself is a powerful act. Pharaoh's daughter, someone who is at very much a part of the system of oppression, doesn't give in to the evil and brokenness that surrounds her. She acts in goodness. She saves a life. Good and evil do exist. I think people like superhero movies because it lets us see someone else having to make choices and act in the face of real consequences. Because the truth is, we have to do that every day. We have to act in a world that is calling out deeply for guidance and goodness. It's nice when it's someone else's turn to make the choice. 
Many of the stories in the Bible give us that same benefit, which is why it's so good to read and study these stories. We are not the first people in history to face tough questions, and we won't be the last. Isn't it nice when we can reflect on how people have grappled with a broken world, grappled with God's relationship with us in the face of good and evil? These stories don't necessarily give us answers, but they show us a path. They reveal part of our own identity. They reveal that we are loved by God and capable of incredible things. Because the world needs to see some incredible things. The world needs to see the goodness of God's love. I hope that it's not lost on you that Moses' origin story is not really at all that far-fetched. People today are still forced to make the decision, literally and metaphorically, to put their babies into baskets and send them downriver in hopes for a better life. We live in a world that still faces oppression. We live in a nation still grappling with the legacy of our own system of oppression. We live in a world with obscene and unfathomable violence. We live in a world that desperately needs to see God's love. We are faced with high-stakes moral questions at an alarming rate. And for many of us, I imagine that we are a lot like Moses. We are still searching for our own identity. We're asking who we are. We're asking what might be required of us in the face of the brokenness around us. We're asking what part we may play in perpetuating broken systems, what part we play in the oppression of someone else. We're asking how we might be able to change. May your journey in this place, surrounded by these people, by this community, by the whole of the biblical witness of people who have pondered the same things, bring you to a better understanding of who you are in God's eyes and what you're capable of achieving. Our identity as children of God, as followers of Jesus Christ, gives us the ability to act in the world in a way that showcases God's goodness and love. The good news is that we don't need super ability. We don't need to have come from a different planet to be able to do incredible things right here on Earth. We don't even need a cape, but you can wear one if you want to. We just need the ability to act in love. We need the ability to live into our true identity as beloved children of God. Love your God, love your neighbor, love yourself, and trust that that is enough. Amen.